what brought you to press play is the intuitive knowing that you represent the new leader. The universe has directed you toward the entrepreneurial journey, not just to create a business and life you love, but something much more. There's depth to what you're seeking. Moving from an employee mindset to a business mindset, I have a hunch you've actually already moved through that issue. You're not operating from a place of lack right now. Now there's a magnetic force asking you to see something greater. You're a spiritual entrepreneur that needs to play a bigger game than just selling a product and making money. You're here because you are ready to build holistic wealth. Financial wealth is the easy part, but you are here to unlock relational wealth, a community to support you on your journey, physical wealth, vitality to play this magical game of life as long as you can, spiritual wealth, growth and an upward spiral of personal evolution, and service wealth, getting the greatest and most sustainable results for those you serve. Together, we're going to reimagine leadership, diversifying its image, and show generations to come that the golden age of abundant leadership has begun. I'm your leadership and life coach, Michelle Micah, and the host of the New Leader Podcast. I agree. I totally agree. I'm not a workout at home by myself. No, did it. Bought the Peloton, sold it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, I'm not going to do this. I tried the effort though. You put my husband, my husband's like, do not buy another piece of fitness equipment. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. I though. Yeah. I don't you know, FOMO a little bit. Yeah, totally. totally. And I'm totally going to get um the vitamin D light. I feel like that's mm-hmm. going to be so useful. And vitamin D drops, vitamin D Ooh. and K drops. Okay. So make sure it has vitamin K with it. Oh my God. Okay. Yo, dropping mm-hmm. some wisdom off the top of the pot. So yeah, vitamin D K because the K will help it absorb. Okay. If you don't have it with the vitamin K, then eat it with um like a fat, right? So if you're having... Mm-hmm taking it like with avocado or peanut butter, almond butter, whatever. Right. Because it settles and digests appropriately in the body. Right. And it helps it absorb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, y'all welcome to the new leader podcast. I have a beautiful, beautiful human with me today. Heather Keogh. Is that? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not Kahoe. Not Kahoe. We connected because we were in um, a similar program and I just mm-hmm. reached out to her and honestly, more than anything, I just fucking love your brand. Aww. It feels like it really hits home for me and it is scary sometimes for people to be that polarizing out in our world yeah. of personal development and spirituality. So I just don't like sure. deep bow that you're just willing to go there. And I think a lot of people can get some medicine from that energy from you. So I'm super excited to highlight you. Thank you. Yeah. The energetics around your brand that stood out to me the most was just this feeling of like, I don't actually have time to doubt myself because I'm just Mm going to fucking do my thing and not now when energy. And I feel like that is so powerful in this day and age. And with so many people like new coaches entering the scene that is such a breath of fresh air so Heather is a personal growth coach now but she already has a successful business which we'll get into in a little bit 
But the thing that I really want people to lean into when it comes to Heather is that the hustle culture thing is Mm -hmm. that really wants Mm -hmm. to start transitioning out to that. And when I hear hustle culture, I hear like, do all the things all the time, which is burnout. But what I notice about you too is yes, you're actually still doing all of the things. You're a personal yeah. coach of another business. You are a mother, which yeah. is the if you were just a mom out there, like that alone is super. Uh, yeah, frank. yeah, it's fucking but, hard. <laughs> yeah, but also it's still a sense of doing all of the things, but you're doing it in a way that's expansive and not equating to burnout. So that's yeah. exactly why I wanted you to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because it's um, you know, especially to because I am still run a real estate business, right? Yeah. Like that is like the epitome of, of hustle culture, right? It's, it's on a daily basis. I shake my head and I'm like, ah, I wish I could just take you under my wing and show you that there's a better way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The is more it- people that can hear this, the better. Yeah. I mean, is that, let's talk a little bit about that. We can kind of jump into it. I mean, what mm-hmm. was it like building that business? And I assume a lot of people that go into personal growth coaching has mm-hmm. some kind of experience where they felt like the outsider. For mm-hmm. me, it was like being a woman of color in a mm-hmm. predominantly light white um, community and then yeah. also working higher education, which everyone was in power, white male people. Yeah. yeah. So did you feel that at all? You're like, were, is it predominantly male well, it definitely was. It, it definitely was. Yeah. So like that was back. So 2013, well, 2012 is when I got licensed. So going into that, it was, you know, I was going through a divorce, mm-hmm. um, had these two, of course, my kids were younger. Right. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm starting this business. And I thought, well, people know me, right. Everybody's just going to want to work with me. And I'm in this like really cool, you know, business. Cause you see selling sunset and yes. all those shows that, Hey, I love those They're shows. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. I love those shows, but they don't show like the behind the scenes shit. Right. Um, and so you get in and you get really caught up in, and this starts right from the beginning when you are in training, right. They're like, you just got to take what you can get. You just, you got to be working all the time. And yeah. it, 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 you know, the more you tell somebody something, they believe it. Right. And so it's, it's mesmerizing when I think back to it. And I'm like, holy shit, they're still teaching people that. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but then on the other hand, they're, they're talking about balance and I'm like, uh, okay, training needs to change, right. Training needs to change. But when I went in, I was just, you're kind of like mesmerized. Like I'm in this really sexy career and I get to dress like, really cool. It's all the image. Right. And I'm like, baby. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I remember thinking like, I got to be like totally on my phone all the time to look like I'm really busy, right. To impress people. And I felt that the more I told people how busy I was, the more I was impressing them. Wow. Isn't that fucked up? Like really when you think about it, but and I, and I see it all the time now, right. And not just in real estate, but that's one industry that it is so, um, it's just so out there. Right. Cause you ask somebody, Oh, you're in real estate. And they're like, Oh, you must never get a day off. And I'm like, no, I get lots of days off. Yeah. Like, I, I actually control my schedule. Right. Yeah. And they're just, it's, but they, you go and it's funny. I invite people to look at some real estate agents, 
Instagram, right? And the, and they're bragging about, I never get a day off. Oh, I'm on holidays. I'm still working. And I'm just like, fuck, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody is impressed by that because, but I thought that, right? Totally. I thought the same way. That feels so isolating and you don't have to be in real estate to kind of feel that energy too. I yeah. mean, when we look on Instagram, everything's so curated. People think that there's a very specific de- definition of what it means to be successful, to have right. status. And usually that in inqu- that really um, involves acquiring material and really sure. looking as if you are doing all of the, uh, the things, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think probably really quickly when you get yeah. into- any career that you have like a sense of like, I'm idolizing everything Mm -hmm. that they're doing there. I love that they have a lot of money and they're like, maybe, you know, whining and dining people. Mm -hmm. Like it really looks great. And again, you even said on Netflix, they kind of, um, those types of images as well. Sure. But here's the thing about that. We are not sourcing, you know, our own definition of success, abundance, Mm -hmm. all of the things. So at what point did you realize, man, like, yes, uh, you probably mm-hmm. loved your career, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Find that success. But how did you start to really reconcile like the image and making sure that it really fell true to like your own values and beliefs of what success meant? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because going back before that to 2010, and I know we'll probably talk about this. I had a massive burnout. Yeah. So you think I would have learned my lesson right? <laughs> but yeah, no, Heather's like, Oh, yeah, it won't happen to me again, right? Yeah. Nothing. I'm I'm on the road to rock now. So of course, being a woman in this predominantly male industry, it was like, I need to show these boys, I can do yeah. all this shit, right? Proving, and, proving, always proving. Yeah. yeah. And like maybe missing out on kids events, like, you know, for nothing. And it got to the point where I remember coming home and still working till like 10, 11 at night. Right. And then getting up in the morning and it was like on my phone, the first thing. And I'm just like, what, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it took me till 2015 when I was again, feeling total burnout, went to the doctor for just a checkup. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I need to send you for an ultrasound, um, you know, your, your throat, like it just seems really enlarged when for the ultrasound, there's a lump Oof. it's cancer. And I'm just like, Holy shit. Here I am again. Right. Like, did I not learn my lesson in, in 2010? Nope. Nope. I did it again. Right. And it was then that I'm like, okay, if I don't stop this and change my entire way of thinking because it was all in my head. Yeah. Right. It was all in my head and it was all the chase, the adrenaline running on like high cortisol, like, and and you know, funny because people think that that's, that's like a way to be super successful and you, that's what you got to do where it's like, I was actually in a total lack of mindset. Yeah. It was at what cost. Here's the thing about experiences like that. It's like, there's always going to be, I'm sure there was like little whispers for sure. Like Mm -hmm. little, you're like, oh, this just feels off. Like I probably shouldn't be this tired 
all the time. For sure. I probably sure. shouldn't be missing out on really important pivotal events. But then what 100%. do you do? You get to that default and you keep hustling. Yeah. So if you don't listen to those tiny whispers, something major tends to happen. And for yeah, you, for it sure. ended up being, yeah, that health aspect. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to kind of rewind a little bit before we really get deep into those lessons that I think people are really going to relate to. I think it's yeah. really important to back up and find out like, what was the foundation of how Heather came to be? And I mm-hmm. always like to start as, yeah, what were you kind of like growing up and like as a little child and how did that inform you eventually into your yeah. adulthood? So growing up, I was definitely, um, people will call me bossy, but I'd say leader. Yes, <laughs> I was a leader. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you know what? I was always one of those kids that... I was kind of like, you know, the black sheep or I marched to the beat of my own drum, right? I I didn't really like authority. I, school, I would always get shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Parent-teacher interviews, I was like, yeah, here we go. Mom and dad are going, I'm going to, they're going to come home. I'm going to be grounded. I know the drill, right? <laughs> it's like Heather talks too much in school. <laughs> Heather doesn't listen. And I'm like, but I'm not interested at all. Like, this is not it's it's not my thing, right? No, so and you're make your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so growing up, I was very competitive in sports, um, very driven. And I but I always knew I was not gonna be in that type of career where I was like sitting in a desk or um, you know, being a doctor or anything like that. Like I knew I had to be my own boss and do things my way. Just I just didn't know how it was gonna happen. And, um, you know, growing up, I was the oldest of, there was just my sister and I, and she was four and a half years younger and mom and dad, I mean, we did not grow up with a lot of money, but they, but I never knew it, right. They did everything that they could to make sure that I could be attending sports events and dancing and, and all of that. And even, you know, post-secondary education and then things changed, right. With my dad, with business and you know, things got better. And, but he, he always instilled that, that real great work ethic. Right. And that it wasn't the working hard because I think, you know what, if all it took was working hard, every single server, every single daycare worker, every single janitor would be a millionaire. No, totally. That's such a good point. Right. But something, the magic part about all of that, like you really were able to get the fundamentals, like yeah. how can we get the reps in to really value what it means to be um, a master at something, whether that was sports at a smaller scale, yeah. you being doing really well academically, what have yeah. you, right? You were able to check off those boxes. Yeah. Something that I really want to highlight in what you said was you're like, I know. I just viscerally know that I'm going to be my own boss. And that is so like the antithesis of my own experience for me. I was like, okay, I grew up Catholic, Asian, again, all of these things that really require you to be kind of enmeshed in your thought process and what you need to become. You need to do all of the right things, but imagination, creativity, artistry was never really, you know, Mm -hmm. cultivated in my family. So I didn't have that same, like, I know I'm going to be a CEO and entrepreneur when I was a young kiddo, but what do you feel like really contributed, contributed to you being able to have that confidence to be like, I know exactly what I'm going to do and I'm going to go for it. Cause you mm-hmm. have two businesses now and you made it happen and manifested it. Yeah. So what do you think was supportive to that? You know, I think definitely, um, 
you know, my dad for sure. Uh, although he was, he's kind of the steady guy, you know, he's like, Oh, Heather, I don't know if you should quit like this government job. And you know, what about the pension? And what about this? And yes, I'm like, the benefits. well, here's the thing. I'm like, I fucking hate it. Okay. Yes. I'm sitting here in this cubicle. I hate it. This is not for me. And I'm like, what am I teaching my kids? Mm. You yeah. know, I always, I always use that analogy, right? Like what if my daughters came to me and told me this, what would I say to them? What advice? I would not say, you know what, just stick it out and stay. I know you're miserable, right? So I, I'm like, I need to practice what I'm preaching here. And it's not serving me. Cause it was like, I was going into a downward spiral like again. Right. And I just thought, no, I need to trust the universe. Yeah. And I've always been very intuitive, but I would push it down. Oof. Right. Yeah. So this time I was like, no, I'm leaving this job. I know I don't have another one to go to. I'm like, dad, trust me. And he's like, no, I know you will figure it out. You will figure it out. And you know what? I quit that day. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's it. It will just come. Yeah. Right. And at that time, I, I will say there was panic, right? There was fear. It's, it's definitely, I've grown in that way. And, I, but I was like, oh my God, now what, right yeah. now what? And I had to really do some soul searching of, okay, what, what am I really good at? What am I really interested in? Yeah. And where can I really have unlimited income? Nobody's yeah, going to yeah. control it except me mm-hmm. and really control my schedule. Yes. And, you know, real estate was always, I always loved it. Yeah. There's two pieces that are really important to this. So obviously your dad, everybody has something that's really stopping them from being able to take the leap. And a mm-hmm. lot of the times that is rooted from our parents, mm-hmm. like, like our zip code, like the environment that we were really sure. up in. maybe just that one teacher or one coach said something to us and mm-hmm. it stayed with us. So we don't actually want to be able to leap. Right. Yeah. And it's really scary because we all hear that quote out there that says like leap in the net will appear, but it's yeah. not that easy. Like no. it takes a minute <laughs> to yeah. actually even oh. get to the place where you feel confident enough to do that. Yeah. And even when you do come centered enough to be like, I know I want something different. I want to make a powerful impact on the world. There yeah. are still external things that are really preventing you from getting back to that hell yes in your body. Yes. Parents are saying no, other people don't believe in you, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, yeah. right? Yeah. So to that person that is like, I want to quit my fucking job too. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling what you're feeling because mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I quit my job, didn't have a plan. You did the same. So what pieces of advice would you give to that person that is right on the brink of taking the leap? I think with that, because a lot of, and, and especially women that I talk to like in coaching, their biggest thing is finances, right? Okay. So they're like, yeah. okay, um, you know, I'm, uh, it's comfortable now. It's secure, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's all you've ever known for the last 15 years, but you're waking up every single day, hating it. And I will never tell anyone what to do. That's not the kind of coach I am. I think that's, I don't like that style of coaching. Everybody has the answers. You already have the answer, right? People just, they want to be reassured and reassured and reassured. So they already have the answer, but it's like, okay, So what game plan, what is the plan we need to, you know, put into effect in order 
to get you to quit, right? Because everybody's comfort zone is a little bit different. I'm more of a risk taker. Yeah. Right? I definitely am. And some people are not, they're like, okay, I need to have like, you know, $10,000 in my bank account right now in order for me to leave this job. I'm like, okay, then let's get the game plan. Yeah. So it's because some people, we can't have you like going into panic mode the day you quit, right? It needs to still feel good in the body. And you, you know, again, everybody's comfort zone is so different. Yeah. But it is, but I always say to somebody, when you think about going into work, going into the job, how does it make you feel? And they're like, sick. Okay. So then we know we already have the answer. This is not yeah. like, can you see yourself there 10 years from now? Yeah. No. Cause exactly. you're going to lose your mind. I say to people too, like just as a little kind of sidebar to this, yeah. I want everybody to look, if you are in a career right now and you're like, I'm questioning it, look at the person at the very top of the hierarchy in your company yeah. and ask yourself, do you eventually want to be that person? Yeah. And if that's a hard yes or a hard no, because if yeah. it's a no, it's not in alignment period, point blank. For and sure. then I'm not saying quit on the spot, but you need to start really thinking about what your life can potentially be like outside of that. And that mm-hmm. alone will allow you to really open up possibilities on something else that you can do. And so when people are saying like, okay, a couple barriers that you have found with your clients is like money mm-hmm. is typically the number one thing. Mm-hmm. What real like pieces of advice can you tell somebody so they can move past like that money mindset block about quitting their job? Yeah. And, and I mean, that is usually just an objection, right? It's, it's like when yeah. it, same in real estate, right? Same in coaching. It's like that first thing, well, you know, I need to think about it. Okay. What do you need to think about? Yeah. Like, what, what, cause usually those objections are like, they're just not understanding, right? Yeah. It's not a no, but it's like, Hey, what do I need to clarify? Like, what do we need to figure out here? Mm-hmm. Right. And because a lot of times it's, again, it's the fear, right? Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, I'm afraid to say yes, because I've never had the belief in myself. Yes. It is the belief. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it, and that, like, I find every single fear every single objection is stemming from something else, right? It's stemming from their past. So a lot of times we're getting into the conversation of, okay, tell me about yourself growing up. Tell me about your parents. And then all this shit bubbles up and they're just like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's Does why that I sense? love the money conversation so much. Anytime you're like really investing yeah. in something, right? It could be you going into a marriage. It could be you investing in yourself. It's to have thinking about having a child. It's those big moments where you have mm-hmm. to put everything into perspective for yourself. And when you have any type of fear going into the next, you know, chapter of your life and you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I'd rather stay safe. You need to ask yourself truly, like, what is the fear rooted from? Mm-hmm. Keep asking yourself why you keep digging a little bit further. It's something that you just need a simple fucking plan for. Yeah. Have a little sense of preparedness, a little belief in yourself. Literally, those are the only thing, two things that you need in order to move forward in your life. And that's for any situation. So again, belief in self and a little plan. So the money objection, regardless of what it is, I really, same thing. I tend to ask like, where did that belief Mm -hmm. Was that rooted from? 
And once you're able to actually put a couple things into place, like whether, what are the next three steps I need to take mm-hmm. so that I can finally quit my job, that's forward movement. Yeah. And that is commendable to me. hundred percent. So if you take anything from that podcast, decide what you want to do. Yeah. Get to the origin of your belief. Mm-hmm. Choose a different belief because yeah. you are that fucking powerful. Yeah. The next three steps and you are golden. This is a powerful yeah. formula to evolve yeah. your life. Yeah. 100%. Yes. 100%. So, with all of this, um, I want to hear a little bit about what you believe are those contributing factors of like having a successful business. First, let me back up. First, okay. define what success looks like to you and then how you got there in your own life. Okay. So that has definitely changed. Yeah. 100%. So when I really Im- was embodying the hustle culture and the glamorization, to me, it was all about money, right? And and stats and look at me and I got this and I got that. And it was all, it was very Mm self-centered. Like I, I think back and I'm like, Jesus, is that really me? Is that really me? Right. Because it was just, it was so, and even my parents and my sister say that they're like, you have changed so much. I'm like, I know. Right. But I was also in, you know, I was in this marriage and hanging out with fake people and everything was about money everything. Right. So it was like, oh, well we can buy this and we can buy this. I would buy shit just to buy it because I could. Yeah. And you wanted and, to and it, prove that you had that piece. Yeah, of yeah. Yeah. And then when I, you know, I sat back and I'm like, Kate, it's not about the money, right? Because the money just comes. And, and that's, again, I was in the lack of mindset, even though I was thinking, what do you mean? I'm making all this money because I was chasing it. It was chasing, chasing, right? And then I thought, it's not about the money. The money doesn't really, you know, fulfill me. It gives me experiences, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously. But I sat back and I'm like, hey, why did I start my own business? And this is what I ask all my clients that get into this, you know, hamster wheel. I'm like, why did you start your own business? It's always to have more time Mm -hmm. with themselves, their families, their kids, their dogs, whatever, to control their own schedule mm-hmm. and to control their income. Yeah. And I'm like, are you doing any of those? They're like, no. Okay. So yeah. we need to go back and unlearn all the shit, yes. right? We're doing, we forgot our why. And yeah. so for me, it was, okay, I got to look at my girls and I wanted to spend as much time with them and giving and enjoying their experiences in sports. And I vowed, I'm like, I am going to be that mom who is going to be there because your kids might not remember every single time. And, and I mean, I get it. Some parents, it's like they work nine to five. They can't, you know, they might miss a game or whatnot. Not that they didn't want to right with me. I was choosing yeah. Right. I was like, oh, I'll go do this deal when I'm like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to be, I don't want my kids looking out in the crowd and not seeing me. Yeah. Right. That's huge. I feel like I'm 30 now and there's something that fucking happens to your body at 30. Now I want kids all of a sudden. And all yeah. I think about is puppies and babies. <laughs> 
but this is something I don't have kids yet, but I feel like that is such a powerful mm-hmm. point of anchoring yourself back into what's true. When yeah. I think about what I'm doing and I'm not quite where I want, I mean, there's always more than I want to do in my business, I'm not yeah, lie. For sure. this, but I feel like I need to, and want to show my kids that I truly went after my dreams period. Yeah. I need to ensure that I stay and remain in integrity with that and really create this vision of success that is really framed as holistic wealth, which is what I like to call it. Do I have really powerful relations that relationships that I can actually onboard and really get energy from? Am Mm -hmm. I really taking care of my body in a way that feels good and joyful to me? Am I in a partnership that I'm truly proud of that once again is a, uh, we're 100% individual, but when we're together, everything is a bonus. When all these pieces are set into place. That's when I truly feel like you have a clear definition of what success truly is to you. For sure. What I'm hearing from you that I want a lot of people to get is for you, it was really being having this ability to take control over your life in a way that feels fucking mm-hmm. awesome to you. Yeah. Having a sense of presence and connection with your yeah. kids and the people that you really love. And then really having just freedom. Yeah. Just this really powerful echo of freedom and embodying that instead yeah. of that hustle, hustle, whoa. Hustle, hustle culture, culture yeah. mentality. Totally. And it was Is so funny. You you know, with that? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. And that's, it's, it's changed so much, right. My definition yeah. of success. And it's funny the, where I was like, oh man, okay. Yeah. This is, this is it. And is when my 16 year old, you know, she's graduating in two days and I, or in two years, um, Mm -hmm. well next year, I guess 2024. And I'm done with the whole, what are you doing after school? What are you going to do? Cause how the fuck are they supposed to know? You know what? We put so much pressure on these kids and I'm like, so you know what? Um, if there's, you know, like something that you're, are you going to work? Do you think, right? Like, are you, if you're going to go to school, like what sort of plans are you, you know, we have to have some sort of plans, but I'm not like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And like, you know what, mom, she goes, I want to do something like, like you do. She goes like where you can just have like your time to be doing what you want to do and, and still like making money. And I'm like, shit. Did it baby. Yeah. Did it. You have, that is like, I have arrived. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that was a big deal. Right. And I'm like, you want to go into real estate and coaching? She's like, no. I'm like, well, you know what? We'll figure it out. I go, you yeah. just, just, you know what, whatever lights you up and you might try a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. It's These really kids got to try shit. We put too much pressure on them. I love that. Agreed with that. I love though, that we have so many more conscious parents that are willing mm-hmm. to step on the scene yeah but the reason why you're able to have that level of consciousness and love and compassion and just to hold the field for your kiddo instead of telling them what to do is because you did a lot of inner work yeah and the thing is you had your own relationship oh, with your yeah. mom oh yeah <laughs> here we go here we go let's all oh, sorry mom if you're listening 
<laughs> I know that I know you know what I'm going to bring up now. So I feel like I had a lot of stuff with my own mother. Yeah, I think the conversation around the mother wound is something so fascinating to me and a really important one to have. Yeah, but I would love to hear kind of what your relationship was like with your mom, and then how yeah. that helped you be a better parent. Um, and understanding what you wanted to take with you in your parenting style and what you don't. Yeah. So growing up like a teenager and I was, I was kind of a shit disturber. I'm not going to lie. My mom came from a family of 12, mm-hmm. right? So lots of kids. She was number six. Um, you know, she quit school in grade 10 and she was like, I'm out of here because I mean, all you're doing is like looking after your siblings and working on the farm. Right. 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 Now my dad, his dad died when he was 18. He was the year he was graduate, you know, just graduated and he had two younger brothers. His life changed drastically too, because all of a sudden, you know, things that he was going to do, he's like, I'm now taking over the father role and looking after, you know, two brothers and a mother. So my dad only knew how to deal with boys. Yeah. My mom was kind of like, you know, she had sisters and brothers. So my dad was pretty strict on things. My mom was a little bit or lenient. I didn't like to listen to curfews. I got into a lot of shit. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Um, at the but, time it was probably fucked up, but you're like, shit, I'm like always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then after graduating, I kind of, you know, I wanted to do my own thing. I moved out when I was 17. I was just like, I'm going to figure it out. And my mom, she, I think it bothered her a little bit because I didn't, need her as much Mm -hmm. in the way that she thought I needed her. Right. I was very independent, which my oldest is as well. Right. And I've realized, okay, I can't like be calling her every day. Like I can't be asking her questions every day. She gets pissed off. Right. I was the same way, but I've also done a whole lot of work. And I also understand why we are the way we are and what my mom came from. And my dad is very different than my life, right? My mom had zero one-on-one time with her mom, zero, right? So growing up, we, as I started to, you know, move away from home, didn't really want to listen to her. She would, she loved to tell me all the things I did wrong, right? So she'd come to my house. Well, this should be clean. This should be that. And that it would just, we would, we would start to butt heads. Of course. And, you know, to the point where, we had some really like really bad arguments. Right. And, and she wasn't a huggy type of mom. Yeah. Right? She wasn't like, I love you where my dad is more like that. So I was like, what, what the hell's with my mom? Like she hate me. Like, is she, it's like, she was jealous of me. Right. And I know that sounds really messed up, no. but then I think it's Thank more you. common than we think. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know what, when I started doing work and, and, you know, thinking about, okay, her, you know, she came from this family of 12, quit school in grade 10 and just wanted to get the hell away. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's things that I'm doing that she probably wishes she had done. And she just doesn't. Yeah. And she's super proud of me, but she doesn't know how to show it. And then finally I read the book the five languages of love. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's acts of service. I get it now. I get it. Right. 
because I always like, why does she just want to cook and clean? And like, she's on my ass all the time about my house isn't clean enough. Fix this, fix that. And then she just do it for me. And it would be like, we'd be fighting, but that was her way of showing me, you know, so there was many, many fights that went on. Um, and it took the biggest revelation. Do you feel like in terms of really being like, man, like, I am finally feel like it's not going to be perfect. Mind you, I just want to yeah. say this on a side note, but yeah. where you finally feel like, man, I know what my boundaries are. Mm-hmm. I do have a sense of love for my mom and looking back on our relationship, I can just be in this place of gratitude. Now, what did it take? Are you in that place now? Are you? Yeah, oh, definitely. You definitely. Like, how do yeah. you get there for the audience? Can you? Give yeah, it- we actually, jo- we, we joke about it now. Yeah. Right. And it took me a lot of going through my own, you know, mental health, um, through depression, anxiety. And when I went through that, because, you know, there was things that she would say and do, and I just like suppress them, suppress them. And then when I went through that, I mean, I unleashed, right. And I, and it was, it was ugly. Right. And I was like, you know, I hate you for doing this. And it was just like, holy, like, but I had to. Right. And then of course, course I didn't hate her, but at that moment, all the shit that I had been suppressing just came out because we'd never had talks, yeah. right? Because they weren't, nobody talked about shit back then. No, no. Right. I haven't experienced that for sure. Yeah. 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 And so for me, then it took, you know, me going through my depression and working with people and starting to understand, okay, she is only doing what she, she knows how to she knows how to do right. Like that, what she was taught. So yeah. at getting angry at her is making things worse. Totally. So then when I understood and I said to her, I'm like, you know, mom, you don't show love in a way that I need. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I said, now I understand that your love is acts of service. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took me a long time. Right. And, and I feel like everybody needs to seriously read that book. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. and understand. So now it, it's funny because we joke about it. I'm like, Oh mom, you're coming to visit. I have five loads of laundry. I've <laughs> got this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And she's like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. Right. And because that's, it's just her way. And you know, and yeah. a lot of times I feel sad. Yeah. I feel sad because she, she didn't have that one-on-one. Right. And she sees it with, and she's told me after she's like, you know, I am so proud of the mom you are and the time you spend mm-hmm. with the girls. Oh yeah. You know, that's but I, I feel like we have to do the work ourselves to understand that. And that's why you see so many messed up relationships, people yeah. with parents, because there's, they just want to be angry. Everyone just wants to be angry and it, somebody needs to do the work and break the generational trauma. Yes. 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 Know, yes so they much. have to. I love everything that you're saying. And I think a lot of people, number one, of course, can relate to what you're saying, but number two, like this really is a way for people to find out, like, where can I start? Mm -hmm. How can I actually reframe this relationship? You were, you were very radical with the way that you approached it. You had this big conversation and you just went for it. But what's important that I want people to get from that is like, it can be through a letter that you never even your mother or just the screaming in the pillow or having that real conversation with your parent and being super radically honest about your emotions because yeah. that release alone will get you so much further it will For allow sure. you to 
feel much lighter. It'll finally let you to like energetically unload so you can actually have room to perceive the relationship in a different way. So I'm so glad you did that. And something that I really had a little revelation around too is my relationship with my mom, similar to you, yeah. she was like constantly telling me what to do specifically around like my body. She wanted me mm-hmm. to cover up a lot. She mm-hmm. didn't want mm-hmm. me to like, I was a very sensual sexual being. Like even mm-hmm. when I was young, I just loved to feel free. And I was like yeah. 30 and fun. And that was not perceived well by a lot of, you know, men. It was like, yeah. I was yeah. putting myself out there too much, whatever. That's a whole fucking conversation. Yeah. But I felt like my mom was like, I was like, mom, I just want to express myself through my clothes and feel good. And like all of these things, but yeah. she was constantly, I felt like she was making me feel smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Up all of those things. Yeah. I realized the reason why she had done that. And I don't know all of the, you know, no, like all the mm. details about her own growing up. But right. She, she knew For that sure. I was perceived a certain way by men. I would get a certain attention mm-hmm. And thank God we live in a much safer place now. But those types of moments, when I think back about my mom's behavior, making me feel like I couldn't be myself, I now am understanding that was her version of protecting me. So it's those tiny little shifts, not really tiny, those are big shifts, that will allow you to have a different relationship. And one other piece I wanted to really offer up around this, I talked to one of, I have a lot of like older women in my kind of yeah. like friend group and yeah. Yeah. I love to get knowledge from people from all different ages, younger and older. And um, one of my in-laws friends told me, yeah. um, I was having a conversation about my parents and I'm like, they just don't fucking get me. They don't understand who I yeah. am. Like, I want to be myself. And she really got honest with me and she said, but do you accept them for who Mm -hmm. they are? Mm -hmm. And that was so just a tiny reflection for me, but I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not trying to see what their love language is. Right. Not trying to see that they had a different set of circumstances. My parents came from the Philippines, came to the States, like taking all the risks. And I never even thought to say, wow, they actually did their absolute Mm -hmm. best even get me to a place where I can think creatively. I can actually imagine a yeah. world where I am my own boss. I couldn't have done that if they had me back home in a third world country. For sure. So yeah. it's just the journey is long, but if you can yeah. just start to ask yourself and have a little self-inquiry about, can I look at this relationship just a little differently? I think yeah. we'll all be much better off. And that's yeah. huge all of us. Oh, for sure. And I, and I always say to people, you know, one thing that's huge, and this is anybody can do this because so often when we have these conversations, we come at it from a place of blame to the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I always call them clearing conversations. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, so if I had a problem with you, right. I'd be like, well, you know, Michelle, I am feeling how I feel is this right. And I am feeling this. You're not, I'm not blaming you for everything, anything, right. I'm simply telling you how I feel. I feel, and nobody can take away how you're feeling. But so often we're like, well, you did this and you did that. And you know what? I hate it when you do this. And then the other person gets super defensive, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, just defense, defense, defense. And then it ends up huge fight blow up. Yes. And we really need to stick to those I statements because then you're just sharing your perspective and then you get to come together. I like to tell people when you're having a clearing conversation to use your term, 
you're not, try not to sit on the other side of the table, sit yeah. on the same side of the table and look at the problem. It's not For us sure. against each other. It's us against the issue. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're sharing your perspective on what actually happened. Like yeah. I Brown says the statement, the story that I'm telling myself. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other person gets to do that and you get to figure out where you can actually bridge the, bridge the gap. And that yeah. really breeds connection versus separation. Yeah. So it's 100%. Yeah. All right. I have so many other questions for you, but I'll just ask two more if you, um, okay. So I know that you've really given yourself a beautiful lease on life and I just want to hear your thoughts on both business and life. What are a few pieces of advice that you can give to new entrepreneurs that are really trying to embark on this journey of, Mm -hmm. I want to be my own boss. I want to create something new in the world. I want to have impact, not just for other people through my business, but also for myself. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like are just a couple key factors to really make that happen for themselves? So I think number one, especially with social media right? We go on social media and we see these people who are like, oh man, but she's, she's this and she's that. And, you know, we, whether you call it imposter syndrome or whatever you call it. And you're like, well, how can I ever be that? And Mm. the biggest thing is we need to stop attempting to be somebody else. You know, (laughs) we have to stop trying to copy what somebody else is doing that there's so much of that going on right now. Right. And people are, they're getting sick of it. Right. And I think that's going to the 2023, it is a lot about authenticity, right? So it is finding really like Kate, who you are, what gifts you offer the world, right? Not what Susie down the street offers, right? It's, it's you and it's okay to not agree with, you know, the narrative or whatever else. And because you will find your tribe, um, you know, and that, and I will say it definitely comes with confidence and, and, you know, age, right. Because when I look at when I was 20, I'm definitely not the same. I was more insecure, but now it's like, I'm 48 and it's like, Hey, guess what? This is who I am. I'm not out disrespecting anyone, but this is what I have to say. And you know what, if you have shit to say, say it because yeah. somebody needs to hear it. Oh right. We get, again, it's so caught up in, in Ooh. our own heads and thinking, and this was, this is one of the, I don't know, know if you've heard of the winner will, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's a coaching program for sports and they do have a podcast and it talks about the three rules, right? How athletes, and, and I think this can be used for anyone. Yeah because we do this all the time, you know, the three rules. And then the number one, one is no one really cares. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and it's not saying that in a, you know, a, a mean way, but it's like, Hey, if you make a mistake on the court, right. You're thinking, Oh my God, what is everybody thinking about me? Oh my God, I've ruined the team. Whereas no one actually really cares because they're so concerned about themselves. Yep making a mistake and thinking the same thing. Uh, Right. And it's the same thing with, with business and your life. We think, Oh my God, if I put this out there, what's everybody going to think when no one really cares. 
Yeah. And even if they do care in the moment, they're going to fucking forget in 30 totally. seconds. They're on to the next story, the next post, the next whatever. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, you know what, start figuring out, I guess. And another really important thing I'd say to, to people is start, you know, figuring out who you are, yes. not who you think the world wants you to be. Yeah. Because if I could go back and I, and I wouldn't change anything in my life because I am where I am, but there are definitely things I did and decisions yeah. that I made that were not based on what I wanted, yeah. right? It was based on what I thought other people wanted, what my friends wanted, what my parents wanted. And, you know, would I made different choices? Yes. But everything, you know, has a way of working out the way it's supposed to. So that's really powerful and that's something that I teach in the abundant leader program too is Mm -hmm. when people have issues posting certain things or creating or understanding their originality or perspective the only reason why you're having that much trouble and it feels like a fucking energy drain is because you Mm -hmm. know yourself well enough yeah because when you know your values you know what you like you know what you dislike you know what your path is you get super granular and clear about what all of those things are instead of being rooted in what everybody else is doing all of a sudden you have this infinite source of everything that you want to create and your own personality and it only amplifies from that so you heard it here first originality and authenticity is really going to take the stage in a bigger way this coming year and you will not be able to survive out in the coaching industry right now if you don't know how to do that and 100%. I feel really strongly about that. You yeah. will get ignored. You will fall to the wayside because of your fear of being polarizing. Mm-hmm. But it's not people. Again, you become the medicine that everybody else needs for the right fucking people. Totally. So if you can really 100%. land with that and try to find a way to really incorporate that in your own careers, you are going to be mm-hmm. on the right path. Yeah. And All it right. doesn't happen overnight, right? It yes. doesn't happen overnight. That's what people think. They're like, we want instant results, instant, instant. It's like, there's no overnight success, you know, like they might show up on the scene tomorrow and you're like, Oh my God, they're an overnight success. You have no idea what they've been doing for the last two years. (laughs) Like Jesus, seriously, there's no such thing. So just ease up. You know, yeah, that's why I really shifted into, cause I fell into that too. I'm like, I want to yeah. have the 10 K and da, 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 da. But the moment that I shifted my whole just way of life into yeah. really sustainable business growth, meaning like, what do I want to do right now today? Do yeah. I have to launch? Yes. Do I have to launch? No. Like it just, yeah. it's all intuitive. So sustainable totally. business growth that's really with your own cadence and your own pace is so much better and more fun and really, again, energy giving. And then obviously creating a bigger vision about what success is. And for me, that's holistic wealth. So for I feel sure. like that tends to be the future of what we're all doing today. And I feel 100%. like you are kind of on that path. Too. Oh yeah. Okay. Last question. Cause I know time we're getting there too. But since this is the new leader podcast, what yes. would you define being an abundant leader? As? Mm. Okay. It's funny. I just had this conversation with my um, sister the other day yeah. because she's, she works for a corporation, which is very much, I always say there's, you know, there's managers and there's leaders. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. To me, managing is you are delegating to people, do this, do this, do this, do this. Leading, if you are a true, you know, lead, lead from the heart, not lead from the ego, but a lead from the heart um, leader is you realize that 
everybody responds to, you know, rules or assignments differently, Mm -hmm. right? There is a human aspect to it, right? That managers there, there isn't, it's just like robotic, like, right. Do this, do that, do that. And then everybody reports to, and they don't care. They don't give a shit. If you, your kid's sick, they don't give a shit. If your, you know, dad died tomorrow, like it is all about numbers and that's the old school way of they never should have been called leaders, right? Never, never. And so it is, I want the only people I want to deal with are, you know, heart led leaders. That is it. And that is, and you can see it, right? You can see those people online where they're like, it's not about them, right? It is about, it's not about how much money they make. It's not about how many courses they sell. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's It's about about, service. Yes. What you can you do? And I always say serve before you sell. Right. Mm. And so many people have it the other way around. And I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) We need to talk. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my God. You have dropped so many nuggets of wisdom today. And I love the way that you define leadership. It's super rooted from being from the heart, caring about other people. And I truly believe anybody that's in that kind of manager headspace will not be leaders no. in the next five years at all. No. And I think it's actually a disservice and um, a crime <laughs> to be quite 100%. honest. You call yeah. people like that leaders yeah. because it, what it does is it causes us to not perceive ourselves as leaders because we can't resonate with that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be someone that just tells people what to do to get a job done. I yeah. want people to feel empowered. I want people to feel connected. I want people to be able to believe them in themselves so much that they can do anything. And when For you're sure. able to give people that, that is true leadership. hundred percent for you. I truly believe that's what you're doing with the work. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm glad that it comes across, right. Because you, you're like, Oh, am I showing up the way, you know, how are people receiving it? So it's always amazing to hear that because it's like, okay, you know what? I cannot be fake and just is what it is. Right. At this point, it doesn't feel like you even know how to be fake at this point. No, I'm rooted in originality and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you have any like little promos that you want to actually plug here? Like, are there programs that you have going on or what are ways that people can connect with you online? So Instagram is, you know, I'm on TikTok, but that (laughs) Instagram, TikTok is so funny to me. Um, (laughs) but yeah, definitely like Instagram is probably my main one. And for coaching, it is, uh, the hustle culture hater club. So we actually have a membership that is, we meet once a month. It's, um, 9997 a month. And we meet once a month over zoom and it is just live coaching. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's we're all in that same headspace. We've got a little bit of stuff we do in Kajabi and there's a private Facebook group for that. Um, and then I've also got like on Facebook is just, you know, Heather Keel coaching and in our TikTok as well is the hustle culture hater club. So those are the best ways to, to find me. Awesome. We will link all of those things down below. I, I just am so happy that you're doing a membership because something that I've been talking a lot about is getting yeah. a community with people. So I'm so glad that you're offering up that up to your audience. Yeah. Well, cause not everyone, and here's the thing, right? It's, not everybody wants just one-on-one coaching, right? I mean, I, st- I do 
offer that for sure. But for some people, it's like, they just want to kind of dip their toes in and they just want to be a part of something where they're getting, you know, they are still getting that coaching, but it's not like a once a week commitment. Right. So, and there's just more people in that collective. So Yeah, it's cool. It's I love that. And I think that's where I think a lot of people are moving now are hoping mm-hmm. is that we're offering up a lot of different ways to, for people to get connected with us. And I think that you for have sure. on the pulse for that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, Heather, thank you so, so much for being here. I would love thank to have you, you on again because I feel like there yeah. are I wanted to like really explore with for you. For sure. Um, but if anybody is listening out there and you really resonate with our work again, please connect with Heather on Instagram, on TikTok, on all the places. And if you feel called, please share this podcast with people that you really feel like would love to have these same conversations with. It's really awesome to be able to connect over podcasts that you really love and go into deeper conversations with your friends, your family members, what have you. And last but not least, I want you all to remember this. Life is the ceremony. Your business is your offering and you are the medicine. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.